This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Um, I'm Ben Platt. Um, this is a Queen's Park Rangers Football Club podcast. Everything that's going on in the last week or so. Um, it's been a much more of a positive listen this last few weeks and I hope everyone's enjoying us being above the dotted line. Um, the lads did a really good job last week with our interview with Akos Pizaku. We've had some really good feedback, really good listen. So if you haven't listened to it, um, give it a listen. Um, and Dunk did really well there, mate. How did you find leading? Um, I mean, a bit of a short notice job, but obviously yeah, circumstances... Oh, mate, like, obviously your circumstances are completely valid. Um, no, it was really good. Um, good to actually have a good chat with him, and he had a lot of a lot of time for him. He's one of those players you always love to watch. So actually speaking to him was good. Enjoyed it. He, he would have spoke all night, wouldn't he? He just uh, kept yeah. going and going. <laughs> Like, I was literally constantly looking at my watch going, I've been like 45 minutes here, Jesus, like an hour, an hour. I was like, oh, we've got to slow down, stop this. Got Bristol City to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> cool, great. If you, have, so if you haven't listened to it, give it a listen. Um, all right, let's get stuck into this last week. Quickly introducing on the pod this week. He's back, the ITK, the co, co-CEO, apparently, floating around Twitter. Um, how are you, Brad? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. It's good to be back on. Um not sure that tweet was the best time to tweet out with the, the run we're in, but I'll take all of the abuse I'll get. But it was just a suggestion, so I'll start with that. But yeah, it was a great interview with ACOS, Dunk and Chris. did well. Good listen. And yeah, looking forward to get stuck into this week. Brad, quick, what was your thinking behind the song? What what what? A lot, a lot of people might not have seen it, so I just... What, what? I'm not sure. I just thought it'd be different. You know, we talk about atmosphere, I know... Loft Flags are doing a lot of work with the flags and the rail standing. I just thought the players coming out to a song would lift the place. It was just a suggestion, you know. I'd, it's not concrete. <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Chris, welcome, mate. You OK? All good, boys. Uh, yeah, buzzing that we're going to be talking about another win. Two in a row. Things are looking out of the bottom three. This is it's outrageous, isn't it? Was it September? Time. Was it start of September? Was the last time we were out the relegation zone? Yeah, it feels like absolute lifetime ago, doesn't it? it does it does? And uh, Doug, been under the weather this week, mate. How how are you? Yeah, I'm just got a chest infection, so we were supposed to do one on Tuesday night, but I was not feeling up to it at all. So yeah, I'll keep muting myself every time I've got a cough. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all good. <laughs> all good. All good. Um, just quickly before we get stuck into um, Rotherham and, and, and Ilias Chair and everything else, is, you know, all, and standby, everything else has been going on this week. Um, we did have, we did go and see the new CEO, Christian Nori. Um, Chris, do you want to tell us a bit about it? Yeah, so um, we were one of few other kind of um, sort of fan fan group sites, etc. People that other. QPR fans would know, listen to, respect, etc. Had the opportunity to meet him, raise some questions to him, um, hear his thoughts about the club, bit about his background, um, 
was a good opportunity for yeah fans to have some interaction with the CEO. Obviously, that's been quite rare throughout the kind of last couple of years and kind of positive discussion in that way. So, um, yeah, good opportunity. Lots of good things kind of discussed about the club. Um, key questions that I think a lot of people uh, would be interested in were were discussed, were phrased to him. Um, so, yeah, he understands various things that fans are concerned about, let's say. Yeah. And, but just to make clear, there was, there was no, you know, secret meeting or anything like that, or we didn't go into any detail of anything that no one, no fans already know. I mean, it was just a bit of a meet and greet, you know, him, you know, he's, he, and him to tell us a bit more about his background and, and, and what his plans are for the club, basically at a high level. Um, yeah. But nothing, yeah, exactly nothing more that. than that. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's been in the job six weeks. There's a limit to how much you can cover in that time, but, him him wanting to do that and people getting the access is is a positive thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really interesting to see what what he what plan what his plans are sort of away from whatever happens this season. Do you know what I mean? Like the short, medium, long term goals where he sees it. He feel I feel like he's gonna come up with some mad ideas. I think it's going to be a lot different to perhaps what we had under Lee Hughes yeah. and. Feels like a different direction. Um, I think that's natural when someone's. You don't want to talk about his age all the time, but twenty six. They're going to have a lot more different ideas than um, than people we've had in the past. Let's say. Yeah, yeah. Right then, let's get on to Rotherham then. Brad, you were there, front row of the paddock. I saw you. <laughs> um, I tell you what, it was nice to sit in the paddock. One off for me. I'm not sure it was for me. I missed the rail standing, to be honest, but. It was a slow start. Anything for a free ticket, though, yeah? Yeah, exactly that, mate. <laughs> but, no, shout out to Colin for sorting me out that ticket. Thanks very much, mate. But, um, no, we started off very slow, didn't we? First half, playing from the back a lot. Um, looked like, for me, the first 20 minutes, no one really wanted it at the back. Hence why we made a couple of mistakes, Begovic. Um, but other than that, second half, we we come out, didn't we? Um, play some good football. Chair got a great reception from start to finish at Rotherham, which was good to see the fans, you know, getting behind him um, at this time he's having. And yeah, Rotherham weren't the greatest, were they? I think we could all say that. But, you know, Willock, Chair, Smith, when he came on, they were the standings out for me that game. And Smith took his goal well. Willock finish was brilliant. But yeah, you know, another win. And yeah, it was good to see. I'm just not... I'm not too sure I'm done at right back, but I'm sure we'll get into that as we chat. Yeah. yeah. Rotherham at the start started really well. What I've noticed with us, and I say it a lot every week, we do we always start quite slow, don't we? Oh, I find it most games we we don't we don't come at teams, we're very reserved and make a short I don't I I'd moan, but under Ainsworth we conceded in the first ten minutes, it felt like in every game. So you know, you can't have it both ways, but um, it was another slow start, and I thought Rotherham come at us with a bit of a bit of a, I don't know, gun, not gung ho, but they were really throwing men forward, weren't they? And I actually thought that they dominated the centre midfield. I thought Lucas and and Rinomoto, that that centre midfield um, did did a bit of a job on our midfield, especially in the first thirty minutes. Um, but but we grew into the game a little bit as as Brad said, and then the second half, um, the subs that Marty made were excellent. Good quite a question though. What do, the selection? Did we agree with it? I did say to you that we watched the game together, and I did say to you that I wasn't sure the dynamics of that team would work. I don't, I don't know whether Joe Hot is quite a high pressured game. He showed bits, but I wasn't I wasn't fully convinced it was the game to start him and. I wasn't 100% sure that Frey was the bet the right man up front um, and done it right back. I don't know, I was a bit uneasy about it. Um, but we spoke about that, didn't we, Doug? Yeah, I think it's different, obviously, because with the Bristol City game, we had Hayden and Field centre mid, who were both quite big, strong, imposing midfielders. Whereas against Rotherham, obviously, Colback and Hodge both started. Obviously, nothing about their technical ability, but as a physical presence, we certainly lacked that. And I think 
that helped Rotherham a little bit. I think they had that bit more physicality in the centre of the park, and that's probably helped them to dominate in that initial bit. But they got the goal, and they we knew exactly what was going to happen. And, and as soon as they got the goal, they dropped ten yards back, and they had something to defend and something to like hold on to, which I think actually benefited us because it gave us more like space of the ball in front of them, get our players on the ball a bit more. Obviously, their keepers had a bit of a worldy, made some good saves from Cook's header. Like, so I thought like it was a game that, like previously, could have gone horribly wrong for us. But I think this confidence we're getting under Marty, we've had a good February, picked up like was it ten points. So I feel like you could see us growing into it. The longer it went on, you could only see it going one way, really, and that was us getting the result. Chris, was I being a bit harsh on Marty with the selection? I, I, I thought, obviously, we know Hayden didn't have a great game either in that centre midfield. Um, and I thought the back four were real slow starting again. But I don't know, it might be, might be slightly harsh. I think, um, I mean, he changed it perfectly at half time. Give him, give him credit for that. I think maybe there's elements which didn't come out with the right attitude. I mean, we were incredibly slow on the ball early on. The we, we may as well get into it. The playing out from the back, which I know has been kind of debated on Twitter this week um, by various kind of analytical accounts and people in the stadium were just not happy with it. And it's something you have to get used to and it's, it's a consistent thing. If you keep doing it, you will open up the spaces, but you don't, just felt like we were programmed to do it every time Begovic had a um, had a goal kick, but he needs to assess the situation he's in. If his midfielder man marked, if we can't get the ball to Powell and the right back, so Jimmy Dunn in this case, easily from the centre back, we've got a big man up front. We can go long, but there were times when we really were playing ourselves under pressure, um, and it took took Steve Cook. I think it's about 20 minutes in where he just said to Begovic, we're not doing this anymore. Get it up there. Um, we made good ground then. Uh, Frey won a head up. Willick did well, won a free kick or a throw in. So mix it up is the key. Um, I didn't notice that. Did he, Did he? was it Cook that yeah. said like, oh, let's, you know. Yeah. Well, um, it's because Begovic was, he had the ball a lot of the time and Cook was like saying to him, no, I don't want it. And Begovic yeah. was sort of, who stood there like he had a hot potato at his feet, thinking, what am I going to do with this ball? And then Jake Clark sort of was like, I don't want it. And then Cook said to him, just get it out there. But I guess, you know, going on what Chris has said, you're sort of damned if you're doing, damned if you don't really. Because when we had Ainsworth, we were playing, you know, we were hoofing it, weren't we, every single chance we had. But now we seem to be playing it from the back a bit more. But like Chris said, it should be, I don't know, you know, 60-40. It shouldn't be played from the back all the time because it just applies pressure. And, that's probably where their goal come from, wouldn't it? Well, that is where the goal came from. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. But, but I guess to Marty's point is what he'll be... The only issue I've got... I don't have an issue with him doing it, actually, because the players have got to get used to it in a pressured environment, you know, with players on them and it's not working. But the, the challenge comes when we play, A, against a, a better team, right, who who, are, who who press really well, right? Rotherham... Uh, you know, they just put. I'm not sure from a team pressing perspective. I'm sure there's better teams that can do it. And also in the in the high pressure environment of winning football matches that we have to do at the moment, going one nil down. You know, we haven't we haven't come back to win a game up in, apart from Saturday for what it was nearly two years or something. Uh, the last time we had come back at home from one nil down, you know. So um, that, that's my point is you, you make your job harder, don't you? We were saying that we were watching, you give Rotherham a goal, right? They're going to sit back, right? And they're going to um, waste time. They're going to feign fouls. They're going to throw in. They're going to take forever. And you give it you give them an opportunity to do that, um, which was frustrating. Um, but we managed to find a way in the end, which was, which was really good. The goal was a bit calamitous, wasn't it? I mean, I think there were about four or five errors in there, really, wasn't there? It's a bit yeah. frustrating. Um you know, chairs swing, Cook's misheader, Jake Clark Salt is not prepared. I'm not really too sure what Asby Begovic is doing, coming out. He even, do you know what I mean? He wasn't do anything. Again, might be slightly harsh, I don't know. But um, I feel like he didn't really do much 
throughout the rest of the game, though, to be honest, because Rotherham didn't offer much second half, did they? It was all us. You know, we were pressing a lot. It was positive to see how we did come out second half after the changes. But, yeah. He had one save, what felt like a minute before we got the second goal. Yeah, um, a header. from a header. And, yeah, in the ground, I was really worried when that cross came in. But, yeah, we we responded really well second half. Change of system. Smith and Powers wing-backs, three centre-backs. Got Willick and Chair in um, the kind of half spaces. They had a lot of freedom. And just kind of shows that we had the two best players on the pitch in terms of quality-wise, and they made the difference. Um, yeah. Were Rotherham loud, Chris, were they? Where you were sat, did you hear them? Because obviously in the paddock, I couldn't, couldn't hear anything, really. No, not from, uh, not from S-Block. They, I think they were booing chair a little bit. Yeah, at the beginning, that, yeah. just ridiculous. But um, no, not not a lot else. So, so Smith coming on at half time, um, he again impacts up. You know, we started the week before, like Stoke, and, and, and was pretty ineffective. But he seems to be when he comes on a sub, he seems to have that impact and that drive and that. I don't know, it just. It seems to be really evident, and and I think that sometimes it does drive the team a little bit as well when you've got a player like that. But you know what we said at at Stoke, we've kind of um, I thought that the Rotherham was the opposite, which was we had players driving us forward, driving on, taking responsibility. You know, Willock was again last two games he's been excellent, but in the second a lot of all the game, but particularly the second half, he was getting the ball, turning and driving forward like. He, Consistently doing that, right? And that is what we were missing in that Stoke defeat that we that we did. That no one took that responsibility to really try and take the game. Um, yeah. But Smith did that as well to a degree. He does he does that every week? But sometimes he does it ineffectively. If you know what I mean? Like he'll run past two players and then the ball goes out of play, and it's just like, well, that's. A bit, but he was a bit a bit better on the ball and a great finish for his goal as well. His, yeah. his, um, I, I I wanted to say though I really rated Frey to be honest at Rob Room the first I, I like him I know Ben you when we speak on the phone and stuff you're not convinced but I like him he you know he runs a bit different but I, 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 I guess what you're saying is he offers the same as what Dykes does you know he presses well he runs no. about but nah that is that, I don't think he does what what my challenge with him is or my is that the way we play it, again it doesn't really suit him too much like I cannot like, like if he's playing and we're lumping balls up all the time, or we're lumping balls in the box, or he's, I mean, I kind of get it, but I don't know. I just feel like some days we're going to be sat here going, watching games and complaining about him all game. But again, I can't take away his effort, and it, and, and I get what he, I can kind of get what he can bring to the team. But I, I'm not sure that I don't know. I could be. He's, he's definitely got that striker's positional awareness. Like he gets across a defender and he gets Absolutely. himself on the yeah. which Dykes Dykes doesn't offer us. That is the difference. Dykes obviously has a bit more mobility and can do do the press a bit more. And I think it shows when we've got Frey that sometimes it felt like Chair and Willock especially were looking for that kind of ball through the lines and Frey's just never making those runs. They got so used to having Sinclair there that they can just hit a ball down the channel and you know that it'll make that run and it gets us up the pitch. Or relieve some pressure, whereas Frey, he doesn't offer us that as much as he huffs and puffs and stomps about. Unless the ball's going to be perfect to him in the box, it, he, it is a difficult one. He does limit us in certain elements, but I'd rather him on the end of a chance in the box than Dykes. Absolutely, yeah. And Linda Dykes is at that crossroad where I don't know what he, he's sort of been playing number ten, hasn't he? And, and he's not, you know, that's not his position. But then he's not a Sinclair Armstrong. But now we're saying that, you know, Frey's come in and he and he's that natural sort of striker in the box, which Lyndon Dykes isn't. So what what I don't know, what does it what what does he bring? What will he bring to a Marty team is more what I'm trying well, to say. I, I know he's got he, he's got he's good in the air, I get that, he'll win headers. But Well, we're yet to see really is is finishing he's obviously finished the goal, you know, but we've yet to see his finishing as of yet. He hasn't had that many chances. But I guess my question to you, lads, is what? Why did we not see Armstrong at Rotherham? Was it just not his sort of game? Do you think? What? 
Why did he not bring him on? Why did he bring Dykes on? I don't think there was space. There was a space element. Although, so there was, there was space at one all, but as I said to dad, I was like, there is actually a lot of space Armstrong could get here, but he's only going to get it for 10 minutes and we're bringing him on for 30, 35. So, because Rotherham would, we're going to, always going to retreat. They still did. So it's like, okay. And that's not a logical sub for a, such a small period of the game. Um, so, but I thought Frey, yeah, did well enough. Back Dunk's point. In the boxes, movement is good. That's what we need. Um, you, I feel it's an element to which the Fuentes is going, right, Chair Willock, Smith Anderson, whoever, Podge, whoever's in that three behind, you guys are going to create everything. This forward is just going to mo- occupy these two centre-backs. And if you put something in the box, it's their job to be there and, and do it. Um, but I think every week we're going to, people will be, it'll be a guessing game as to who plays as the nine. Because no yeah. no one's going to know. Or no yeah, one, yeah. You, you could have a guess. Like, like personally this week, I think Armstrong is best suited to play against Leicester because they're going to have loads of the ball. We'll get it right. Quick option in behind. But that, I admit that is quite a simplistic view and it might not play out that way. But but going back to where we say playing out from the back, I mean, you know, applying pressure, which we've spoke about with Rotherham, we can't afford to do that against Leicester. You God, know. no. It feels like they get a goal near enough every other week because you know Jewsby I mean? ball closes someone down and then crosses the ball and there's three of them Well, in that's what I mean. In. Exactly. That, so, that's my point earlier. You play against a better pressing team who are going to punish you. It, you go, what, do you know what I mean? Away from home at Leicester, you go one nil down. That's where they, that's where the group players maybe need to be smarter. And but like you said, if Cook, I didn't see Cook say that, but if that's what he said, then that's good to know that the players are doing that. Or do what? What? Any other sort of takes from Rotherham? No, no I mean, anything? Any any views? No, I think we've pretty much covered it, haven't we? I think obviously we mentioned Willock again being like fantastic. Like, yeah, I think we pretty much summed up the Rotherham game pretty well. Willock's a funny one, isn't he? Because like he has been really good this last two games, but there is an essence or a feeling that it's coming towards the end of the season and he's starting to realise that he's going to need a club if he's not going to sign a contract. Um, which is fine because we'll take it, right? Because we need it. But it, 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 oh, it feels like that to me a little bit. I don't know. Um, what do you think? I think, I think I could eat, you know, eat my words and say this, but I think obviously we do need someone to go, of course, but I, I can't see... I think it's too late. If, 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 what I mean is, we should have let Willett go earlier. For right now, if we let him go, which he is probably going to go, but we, I personally think we should give him another contract because we're not going to bring someone in, you know, who's got the attributes that he's offering at the minute. You know, a good Willett is is good, and I think Marty is bringing that back. Do you not? Oh yeah, I mean, well, that's I'd, the qu- yeah. I'd love to get him on a new deal. Like uh, I know people will go back to, oh. They might bring up his attitude things or whatever was perceived to be under Ainsworth. But we are seeing the quality player that we have. If he can have half a season next season under Fuentes at this level, we have a very valuable asset there. But there's a chance he goes for free. But it's up to him, isn't it? And it's up to the club in terms of what we can actually offer him. Um, mm. I don't expect him to see, see him with us at the end past the end of the season but if he can play well and like you said Ben we need it if he can help keep us up that's that's great for us well that's it isn't it? he's putting himself in the shop window and that either gets keeps us in the division or it doesn't if it doesn't he's going to go anyway if it does and he doesn't get enough interest from anywhere else he might stay with us as we're still a championship club he might think well no one else wants me no one else is offering to pay me the wages I want I'm set. I'm semi-settled at QPR. I know all the lads. The manager's got faith in me. He's shown that. But clubs, but clubs know how good he is, right? We, I know he's had a bad spell of Ainsworth, but clubs knows what he's got attributes-wise and how good he is on the ball. No one come in for him. 
So I can't. Yeah, but he had a few good games. He hadn't shown it though, That's the problem. Yeah, but I know he's had a few. He's had a few good games. But what does that mean? We're going to have six or seven clubs knocking at the door for him. I don't. I can't see it. He hasn't had a few good games though. He's been he's been good since the turn of the year. I I agree. Not as good as he has been at times, and and there's been bad games. But I mean, you know, look where we are. That's a reality of where we are. Players are going to be like that. I do think that since the turn of the year, we've seen a different Chris Willock. You're right. The motivations behind it are probably more. Actually, I'm gonna, you know, I can't live off what I did two years ago. I'm gonna have to start doing something here if I'm gonna get a decent deal, right? But maybe this basic QPR changes in the summer. I don't know with what we can offer and what we can offer. I don't know if we stay in the division is what I mean. Whether there's a, a, a bigger contract or a better one we could offer him that we couldn't this summer. But we know that it's been it's tight this year, isn't it? Um, financial year. I don't know. I'm not saying he's gonna stay. I, I don't think he will, but. Well, I guess it is. If he has a good end to the year, really good end to the year, we stay up. There may be a small chance of that happening. But he's playing under a manager who is getting the best out of him we've seen in since his injury against Forest. He's playing with a smile on his face. He must like going to training now and playing in games. Like this, this stuff does mean stuff to players. Like. Being in an environment you enjoy, playing with other people that you get on with, like that, that is still massive for their ultimately for their job. So, yeah, and it's a bit like the Elias chair. We'll go talk about him in a second, but when you look at the championship and you look above the majority of the teams, there aren't there aren't massive amount appeals anywhere else, is there? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got your top teams, but if you're not going there. There isn't too much difference between the teams in the from you know, from fourth to where we are. Is there? There's no real clubs that are really gonna. Do, do you know what I mean? Like you, you can be sold a project, but I mean, like someone like Cher, he's not gonna a Birmingham. If we stay in the league, is he gonna go to a Birmingham? No, but is I suppose you look at the what the players they've got there and the coaching staff and stuff. Not Birmingham, but any club, you know, that's what the players are gonna look for, right? What, who's there at the minute, what sort of manager they've got in. And, you know, at the moment, there's no better there's no better team than us in this league with a better training facility, right? If, so we've got that. If we stay in the league, we're only going to... Wow, I can't... I don't know, we've got more headroom for FFP next season, if I'm saying that right. But surely we're going we're gonna to lose a couple of players, but we're going to bring players in. So why, why would he go to another championship club? I just... Can't see it myself. It, it, oh, it's a real good debate because there'll be people listening going, "We're in this problem because of some of these players." Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right, and I know that they found a bit of form. But this isn't just Chris Willett. This is probably some of the others that are out of contract or some of the others that we may look to move on. They may start hitting a bit of form now, but actually, when you look at it, we were in a lot of this mess because they weren't performing. Not just them or any one particular, but I'm just saying this group of players. We've been saying for weeks that we need it. We need to check, move away from them. Yeah. And that may be Elias Chair, that may be some of the players that we, you know, the Mavericks or the big players in the team fields. I don't know, but something's got to change in the summer, hasn't it? It is what I mean. Um just quickly then, on Elias Chair. <laughs> um I was sat in Starbucks um and my phone pinged and I I, I thought it I thought it was a joke and I was like, what the hell? Um what uh <laughs> Is it <laughs> what's going to happen to him? I guess right. he's okay for the rest of the season, right? Because the appeals take ages, don't they? I just can't see. I just can't see how I don't know money can get him out of it. Obviously, money does it does get you out of a lot of things, but you know, doing what he's done and it's a price. Is it someone you know? Someone's taking him for the appeal to court and things. I just can't see him getting away with it. Why? You know, why would he? Um, well, I mean, an appeal will look. I mean, we don't. We look. We haven't got. We're not privy to the evidence, are we? We don't know what's yeah. happened or what hasn't happened or what you know. We just know the headline, right? But an appeal, that you, yeah, could go either way. I, I, I guess. Are we going to lose him for a year? Do you think? I, I don't know. It, it feels a bit like we won't. Like something will happen, mm. but and he's playing football. He seems to be normal. He's obviously not normal, but it it doesn't feel like we're not taking him out of it 
out of the public eye. Do you know what I mean? Like they're quite, if the club feel like quite, or well, are they just thinking, we need him, we've got to stay in this division, yeah. he's going to have yeah, to deal with it. it. That's it. Yeah. They can't take him out of the public eye, we need him. Yeah, yeah. no, agree. Yeah, can you imagine being in this situation and our best player is not playing? Like, is he's it's almost a sign of, of we've given up. So, um, if he's mentally, if he can, if he's mentally right and he can play, because surely as a footballer, right, like whatever is going on in your life, to to some degree, I appreciate you want to play on a Saturday, because that is you've got ninety minutes where you're forgetting everything else. That's that's your window, because otherwise it's just another ninety. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I mean, it's weird. You're at home and having the opportunity. Yeah, I think it's it's so difficult to speculate on what will, won't happen. Club and we just have to, the club just has to react when things are final. Hopefully um, it's sorted, but who knows? Us as fans need to get behind him as well, really, because wherever he goes now for the remainder of the season, he's going to get abuse, right? <laughs> Obviously, for legal reasons, there are other coffee chains, Ben. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's so speculation with chair, isn't it? Like, we we can't say anything because I don't want to, I don't know if they, they're legal people listen to anything. We It's all speculation, isn't it? Um, I think they can't, if, if it was as bad as it's going to, it could potentially be, he would be taken out of the limelight. I think if he was going to be going to prison anytime soon, he'd be setting other affairs in order and he wouldn't be playing football because his mind would be completely off it. So I'm edging towards, I don't think it's going to be as serious as it potentially could be, but that is just my personal opinion. I think there's the, there's so much, I think QPR fans want to think that positive way because the opposite almost doesn't bear thinking about. So you block that out and you think, oh, I can't be a possibility. Um, well, I just go back to like other instances involving other players at other clubs, like a blue team from Liverpool and their player, like stuff came out about him and he wasn't seen again. I don't think if he's seen anything else about him since legal proceedings came out about him. Yeah, that's slightly different, mate. But I know it's slightly different circumstances. But do you know what I mean? Like he was completely taken out of it because of what, what was going on. Like this is a, our player being accused of like a violent assault. Like it's not nothing that it's not like he's just been drink driving. So if it is anything as serious as that, then surely, yeah, was... the the club are going to be doing everything they can, aren't they, to be finding out what is and isn't happening and what isn't isn't true. It's and if he was. Button. Isn't it? Similar to Joey Barton, really. Because Joey Barton got done for assault, didn't he? And he, he actually went down in the end. It's a foreign country as well, isn't it? It always makes it a bit more difficult because, the, I don't know, it's worth their laws often, and stuff. often a lot less lenient than us as well, though. Like, if he is found guilty, they would lock him up a lot sooner than yeah, we would. Have, and he'd be incarcerated whilst the appeal was going on. So, like, like I said, it's all speculation. We haven't got any legal knowledge between us so nah, none by the way <laughs> I, just think it's, I just think it's crazy though isn't it four, four years ago it happened it's just <laughs> what's going on <laughs> yeah crazy he, um, he, I mean playing with that over your head though as well must be quite difficult so fair play to him for that playing not obviously you know it's his, his own making but still you know it's, it's mentally it must be quite worrying and, and even now to have played on Saturday must have been mentally quite strong to have been able to to have gone out there 
knowing what everyone knows. Do you know what I mean? Still, so fair play to him. But, and he had a good second half, didn't he? Um, on Saturday, um, yeah. I think he looked a little bit shaky the first 10, 15 well, minutes. Possibly why he sliced the clearance for that for their goal. Really, you would never see him do that normally. I don't think no. would you. We said that at the time. Slice a ball like he's normally quite technically good, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't go anyway. You're not going to see him slicing balls in the air. Um, but I'll tell you one, quickly... one thing we forgot to mention, though, Powell and these set pieces still, I still, it still can't beat the first man. It, it frustrates me so much. Like, I get it, he did do a few good deliveries, but the first man, we're still not beating it. It's frustrating to watch. Yeah, I don't even... Yeah. Like, um, there was one in the first half, it wasn't a, wasn't a set piece, we had a cross. Horrendous into the Rotherham man's chest, ball comes straight back to him. Then it was actually a good ball in. I think Frey had a good head. I think it was Frey. Really good header yeah. that Johansson saved, and then Hodge, like unlucky with the rebound, yeah. sort of bounced off his knee. Um, yeah, I mean, just quickly touching upon Johansson, Rotherham keeper. We won't be able to sign him because a better club will, but I would love for us to sign him in the summer. Um, but to move on from Begovic, he is ridiculous. For for the club he plays for, he's a joke. I don't understand how anyone didn't buy him when he was in League One either, because he was great when they were in this league before. He's in the Swedish team as well, isn't he? There, he plays for them as well, isn't he? I don't know if he's their number one, but he 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 played. He was playing for them. Yeah, so he, he he's a bit of an international as well. But you're right. I don't understand. Yeah, strange, strange. Just quickly, Jimmy Dunn, right back. Um. He's done all right. I mean, I was <laughs> Bristol City. I was going, what the hell's going on? To be fair, he was getting rinsed for the first 15 minutes of that game. I know you lads touched on Bristol City last week, but Bell going off after 15 minutes, um, he was. I'm sure he was thankful when he saw that happening because it, it, it was a bit of a poor bet. Then he grew into it and he was excellent. And he, I, I think the Rotherham game is probably fitting for him. I, I don't know whether he'll play at Leicester. I don't know, but we've got some quick wingers, a dread thing. Done against Mavadidi is not going to be fun, is it? But it it kind of doesn't matter. I'd argue it doesn't matter who plays at right back. Like he's one of the best wingers in the league. Like it's going to be difficult. But Jimmy Dunn with a great bit of skill for someone who tried to like nail him (laughs) on the on the wing. Great run, pulled the ball back. Like he looked really assured there. But it's a feels a short term move. Yeah. He's doing a job, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing yeah. his job. That's all he's doing at the moment. But when it gets tough, I can see it going Pete Tong, to be honest. What? But is that the end of Kakai then? He's, I know it's, Ben will be buzzing me saying that. Is that the end of Kakai? <laughs> oh, no, that's harsh. <laughs> I mean, well, no, well, I am, but... <laughs> <laughs> but um, Jimmy Dunn right back two games, two wins. Like... Yeah. It's true, it's true. It's true. I think that maybe Jimmy Dunn, and, and, and it could be... When I was speaking to Dad about Frey, he was saying that maybe he's been brought in as a bit of a set piece, or, or in in light of our recent, you know, debacles at set pieces, maybe that bringing in Dunn and right back, and possibly Frey at the weekend against the big Rotherham team would had that in mind. Mm, possibly, I don't know. I think we just... the Rotherham the gear two big strikers up as well, so maybe that was the thinking. He doesn't have any. Does he have confidence in this Larkesh? I know he come on, you know, at Rotherham. But well, I don't think if if Kenneth Powell got injured, I I don't. Would he play Fox there? Not sure. Don't know. Well, would he play Larkesh? He might play Larkesh because he, he he's, get play, up the he's pitch, played Larkesh he? quite a bit, hasn't he? He's often brought Larkesh on second half. Yeah. So he obviously sees something in him that like some qualities. <laughs> Well, just quickly then, before we, we, we talk about relegation and, and, and we preview Leicester, um, we haven't mentioned it yet, but we, you know, um, we us lads here didn't watch him play, unfortunately. Um, and I'm not sure we could do any kind of speech justice because but our, our um, parents have, and, and family have said that he is the greatest player that they've ever seen wear a, wear a QPR shirt. Um, and what we've seen of him, and he, he looked unbelievable. Um but I think from everyone for the podcast, we just want to, you know, rest in peace. And we'll, you know, on Wednesday we'll be there and um, support him. I think it was three hundred and fifteen games and ninety six goals for the club, which is um, across seven years, which, um, which is excellent. And um, and yeah, I, you know, I wish we could all say a lot more, but I just don't think we could do him justice. But um, 
think I think we could also say that you know, well done to everyone who's donated to this loft flags yeah. to bring this flag in. Um, because I've seen it on Twitter, it looks fantastic. So well done to those lads also for making that happen. Just hope that the club supports this statue that we all want of him, right? At the ground. Let's just hope that we can make that happen. I know Loftus Road is limited to where it could go, but let's just hope that happens. I know we have to stand, but that's also where it's not cheap either, is it? It's quite a hefty investment. Hundred thousand, the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean worthwhile, but it's not cheap, is it? So um no. Yeah. Oh. You say something, Doug? I was going to say, um, I think it's even more amazing the achievement about how many games he played, considering how much of a party boy he actually was. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's of an era of football where, like, he'd be out on a Saturday night, like, straight after the game, or even Friday night before the game, having a well, it, wonderful it, it, time it, with a lot of ladies, wouldn't he? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Stad said he was always down the he was always down the bookie on, uh, half two or or two on a, yeah, on a Saturday that. with the fans. Saw... Imagine that! Imagine seeing uh, in his chair in the bookies. <laughs> it's just like a different era though. Everyone see you be in the pubs like straight after the game as well, having a few beers with the fans. Like it's a different generation, different era. Uh, like we said, like condolences to his family and friends yeah. and everything. And yeah, what a legend! I always think with those type of players, right? The same with sort of like Gaza and George Best. Were they as good as they were because they were doing that or could they have been even better? Did it restrict them? Or or were they like that because they were because they didn't care and they were taking risks that maybe they wouldn't if they didn't have that lifestyle? Do you know what I mean? Or that type of character? Yeah. That's a good debate. Question. But yeah, so difficult to to do, isn't it? Maybe AI in ten years' time can wear that out for us officially, <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right then, lads. Um relegation. It's 50-50 in my book. I don't know about anyone else. It could go either way. But the good news is we've brought lots of other teams into this and it gives us, it gives Saturday a little bit more of a relaxed, it's not a must. Like, you know, if we go there and we lose, I don't think, last week's results were a bit freak. I don't think that'll happen again. I think, what was it like? Six of the bottom nine or one. I mean, that won't happen probably again for the rest of the season. But, so there'll be a couple that, a few that, you know, don't pick up points. And then we go in. Then we go in with three out of four home games. So Saturday feels to me that we should go there and play and just have a go. I don't, then we could get beat two two nil, three nil. But I'd well, kind well, of rather. Go on. Le- Leicester lost, didn't they? They're two just on the bounce. Leicester have lost now, haven't they? So they're going to be coming out guns blazing. So. Absolutely, it's going to be more difficult, isn't it, to play them probably than um, than if, you know if they were still unbeaten or on a great run, but. Um, what we like, what we thinking about relegation? Are we obviously out above the dotted line, but are we confident? Confident as you ever been? Well, like you, you, you said, now. I was gonna say you said fifty fifty. I've read on my notes. It's a toss of a coin. Same odds in it. Like you just don't know what's going to happen with this season. I think we need yeah. another fifteen points. That gets us to fifty. Six oh. games ago, I said that's the target. And in that time, we've got 11 points. Like, I think I said this in the pod last week. We're on the right trajectory. We're bringing that points per game number I think we need down every week. That is really positive. But Leicester, West Brom, Borough, suddenly Sun- that... Sunderland, Birmingham. I mean, for me, six points out of five guaranteed. I think we could beat Birmingham, Borough. I'm confident on that. It's just I'm not sure that we'll get anything at Leicester, West Brom. Sunderland, but I could could be wrong. Won't work like that, though, will it? I think there's going to be lots of ups and downs. I think we're yeah. in up at the moment. There'll be a down coming soon, um, no doubt. Um, but it's just those home games. I say it every week on the pod. We have to take the points at home. We will get enough points away from home, right? I'm confident that we'll get enough, right? It's the home form that we got to, you know, Sheffield Wednesday at home, Birmingham at home. You know, I still think Borough at home is winnable. You know, they're not great, are they? So uh, they're a mid-table team. Yeah. Yes, they beat Leicester, but they're not. They're not it, anything to fear. They're not what they were last season. But like, but you got to remember, we are where we are now, right? And I know the job is not done yet, but we've sort of got to look on the positive side of things as well. Injuries. I know I don't want to bring it up because it it could come back and bite me. But we've been very 
fortunate with injuries, haven't we? We just want to hope that these few remaining games of the season, we do not get a big injury. And I know we have a strong bench now. You know, we have more depth in the squad to replace if we do, but we've been fortunate on that note. Ben Williams has done a great job, really, if, if I think. Cause, yeah, I mean, if, this last um, three or four weeks, we've only had one injury, which is Collie. And even even him's back in training, I think. So, um, and we said, didn't we, sort of the, the end of last year, that the only way we were going to stay up this year is if we kept the injuries down to a minimal. And we've pretty much kept them down to zero at the moment. Yeah. Um, which we'll probably need to touch wood and we'll probably come back to bite us next week on the pod. But yeah, whatever they're doing seems to be working, right? But well, do, do you think at this point in time now, obviously, probably silly to say it, but we're just going to be a rotational squad. Like, Marty doesn't know his full 11 yet. Do you know what I mean? Are we just going to be a squad week in, week out? We're going to change. Or do you think he's working towards his 11 that he's going to play every week? Well, I know the, the talent we have is different. You know, you've got your Dykes, Frey, Armstrong. They're different players, so you're going to use them different weeks, right? But surely as a manager, they must know their strongest 11. They watch them week in, week out training. I think there's sort of three, four, maybe five places every week that he's like, okay, I can I can change this. And it's a horses for courses situation. Um the back well, three of the back four are locked in. Cole back when he's not suspended. <laughs> kind of looks like Hayden at the moment, but I still can't picture him playing every game. Chair maybe that's it then to well, me the other positions are like okay yeah if if the four of us named an 11 for saturday i think we'd all name different 11s and all of us would probably be wrong <laughs> well it'd be good to see this lucas play a bit more this anderson but with the form willick and chair are in is he going to get looking as much well that's it and maybe the side has done that to willick a little bit and gone hang yeah. on a second i need to step up here because this lucas anderson is good i'm not going to be playing i can't afford to not be playing come the end of the season. But I'd like to, we would like to see a Lucas Anderson Willick chair behind that Armstrong. I don't know why, I just feel like that would be really good. But um, And then you Smith as an impact player off the bench. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I feel like we said, like Chris said, about um, picking certain teams of certain opposition, like I can't see those, that front four starting against Leicester because I feel like we're going to go with a more solid, compact midfield three, which would be Hodge, and then have either Chair and Willock and Frey or Anderson or um, Armstrong up top to balance it out. So I don't see him playing Anderson, Willock and Chair all starting against Leicester. I think it's too attacking. There's not enough working men in that team, and which is what yeah, we but need. When when you've got Field and Hayden behind, it it, it worked at um, did, did, uh, Bristol City. All, they, yeah, yeah but they all played at Bristol City, didn't they? Yeah, but Leicester are a much different team to Bristol oh. City, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I suppose... It's, it's very unlikely he'll do this, but would... Don't shoot me down too quickly. <laughs> if he rotated a lot of the team versus Leicester and was almost like... like I'm not saying we're going to lose, but chances are we are going to lose. So this is the chance where we rotate a lot so that we're more fresh for West Brom. I admit, I don't think it goes down very well in football these days. But, like... Possibly, mate. What would what, what I'd like to see, maybe if we are 2-0 down, 3-0 down, 2-0 down, maybe start taking off your cooks and your, your salters and maybe in your chairs and just... Maybe that's more palatable, yeah, maybe. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'd, I'd say at, the, at this current time, Clark Salter is our one of our best players. He's been fantastic week in, week out. Mm. He's been amazing, hasn't he? He's so good, mate. He really is. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, keeping him, we all knew it though, didn't we? Like, you know, when, when, when we were negative towards him, it was only because he was never on the football pitch, right? Which is a fair assessment if you, you know, if you get, if you're constantly getting into the knocks. But yeah, I always say, he always looks like he's, he's going to get an injury, but he just never does, does he? No. I think I've got two questions to ask you, lads. So, we're going back to what you just said a minute ago, Ben, relegation. 
what are your three yes or no's do you think we're going to stay up? I know it's tough to say. You don't want to say yes or no, but what are your three thoughts on it? Do you think we will? I did a podcast for um, and like a voice note for Sheffield Wednesday yesterday and, and they are so optimistic about staying up. It's outrageous, right? They literally think that they're staying up. Um, but anyway, um, I went with, at the current state that it is now, I've gone with the bottom three, the way it is. I think Stoker are on a free fall. I think they, they're a couple of defeats away from really falling to pieces um, and getting Gareth Ainsworth in. I don't know if that's true, but that's the rumour, isn't it? Um, and then I think Sheffield Wednesday, I think they've left themselves too much to do. And and obviously Rotherham. But I think if you ask me in a few weeks, that'll probably change. Yeah, good answer, I suppose. Well, thanks, mate. No worries. But then another one, do you think we'll see Richards this season in a QPR shirt? No. Oh, we're not even on the bench, not making the bench. Just no. don't think we'll see him again. No, no, don't need to. No, oh, we, no. Won't, we won't see him in a QPR shirt ever again, mate. I'd be very, very surprised yeah. if he even remotely comes back, even if you see him in training or pictures. Crazy, mate. Mad. What do you lads think on bottom three? Do you think it's going down? It's impossible. It is fairly an impossible no. question. It's so tight. No. Well, Rotherham, Rotherham are done, aren't they? Like, yeah. Yeah, they've won three games all season. They're They're... Awful. So you could definitely say them. I don't. Yeah. Millwall. They're gonna. I can see them picking up results. I, I didn't like the fact they brought Neil Harris back. No, I don't no, think no. he's very good, but I think he's he can like, sort of do a little of bit of enough. Mister Millwall motivator, isn't he? He's just going to get yeah. enough over enough points to keep him up. I just think it's the four down there at the moment. I think Ben's right. I think you've got Rotherham, Sheffield Wednesday, Stoke and us. I think that's the four. Someone will, someone will have bad form, though. What you, like, H- I, could, I can imagine Huddersfield just dropping a load of points and just going on a run where they don't win for four or five games. I don't think so, mate. They, they, they've got goals in them and they win football matches at home. They, their manager's decent. He's got good background. He knows what he's doing. Um, it's just one of those teams that I can see. They're a bit like us. That we have like patches where we do really well. Like, and then like, they, I can imagine them going through a, a rough patch, pick up a couple of injuries. Isn't it? It's the same, like, it's, like we said, we can keep our, t- our squad fit. That's a massive, that's an extra couple of points. It's hoping other teams pick up serious injuries to their key players. That could help us out. But you look, at, the... Millwall, you look at Millwall's next three, Watford, Blackburn and Birmingham. It won't work like that. I know it works like that, but... Do you know what I mean? Like, look at Millwall at the weekend. Like, just results just will go against us sometimes, and that's just the way it is. But I think we need more than fifty points, Chris. I think the way the lead, the way it is, I think fifth. I'm not sure. You got two. You the two spaces at the moment. I just think you might. You might be right. I just think that's so much, such a high total to go down. But could he? Yeah, could easily happen. It's, it's going to be decided way too late. And I keep kind of looking at our last four games and I'm like, God, this is ugly. <laughs> um, we need like Hull and Coventry to be nowhere, to have completely blown their playoff chances by the end of the season so they have nothing to play for. But We've got no, we've got no Clark versus Sunderland because he's injured now for two months. So that's something. He always scores against us and always plays outstanding, doesn't he? We, yeah. just, we just needed Mickey Bill still there, didn't we? <laughs> I think end of March, beginning of April is going to be telling for us. Oh, no. Looking at the fixtures, I think Birmingham, Swansea, Sheffield Wednesday, and Plymouth in a row—those four games—like that's going to be our get as many points as possible before, like Chris said, the last four games. If we can, yeah. yeah, somehow get another ten points from that. That's a massive boost. If we can pick up anything in between and in the last few games. Already feels like that Sheffield Wednesday home game. God, like, already feels so much pressure is going to be on that game. And yeah, we finally did it this week in terms of a massive, like, six point, a massive game that we won. Yeah, that just has to be because people are looking at it being like, well, that's three points we're gonna we're gonna bank, and it's so difficult. 
But since Marty took over, we are we would be eleventh if the season started when Marty took over. We'd be eleventh at the minute. So oh, yeah. form-wise, we are doing better than a lot of teams. So, unfortunately for Marty, what's happened is is that teams above us and around us have got just as many points as us. I was looking at Huddersfield in that time; have got as many points as Sheffield Wednesday. Have got more. Like so, so we haven't been whilst he's caught up on your Millwalls and your Stokes, right? Because they've had a mare. I think he's got like 11, 12 points. The teams that were above us, like Plymouth as well, they were just above us at that time. They've got and got just as many points as more than us. So the teams that are around us, when he's picked, so it, do you know what I mean? We've not had that, he's not had a couple of teams which have had a dip in form that were really around us. Well, we've had, he's had what, 14 points in seven games. We've had, haven't we? And two back, you know, and a back-to-back win. So we're going in the right direction, aren't we? It's just like you said, if other teams around us, you know, we need them to drop off when we get points, but they're going to be saying that. But I, I suppose even though we're down there, the attendance is, for us has been unbelievable. 2,500 to Leicester. It's great, isn't it? Great to see. We've been brilliant all season. Yeah, and I think we say it most weeks. It it defies belief. We've been awful for most of the season, like dreadful. Home record been piss poor for years. It's not like prices are suddenly 15, 20 quid. But yeah, attendance is really good. Like it doesn't if you're in a marketing team, it none of it makes sense. There's no correlation here. But it's uh passion, I guess. That's what you're gonna have to put it down to. And people wanting to be there. I had five five Spanish fans sit behind me in the paddock at Rotherham and first game they'd been to, and they said they just came to see Marty. So <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing something different. I'm, I, I've said it to you lads before, something different's going on with the ticketing and the marketing and where we're going. We, you, can, you can see free tickets popping up everywhere online and cheap tickets in different places, like random websites, you know, like the blue light, which is absolutely fine. It's a great way of doing it because what you're doing is, and we say this often is, you're giving all, you're getting cheap tickets and, and 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 giving them to you know whoever you know who, who need it, but you're driving attention. And then when people see that there's a lot of people there, it makes people want to go more or panic, and then they order a ticket because they're panicking because they can't order on the day or they can't make a late decision. And um, I think that's got something to do with it because I look at I look at the 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 ticket in all the time, and there's always loads of spaces. But then I'll go on a few days, two days later, and they're all gone. I don't know if anyone else notices that. We're promoting it different though, aren't we, as well? We are promoting it different to how we always used to promote, you know? Is it just me or have I just made that up? We're tweeting a lot more, like 200 tickets left, get your ticket. Do you know what I mean? I can never really remember seeing that all the time. This Leicester one's been a bit OTT, hasn't it? That's been every day. I've definitely not seen that before. (laughs) No, that's what I mean. No, yeah. Yeah. FOMO. If you create FOMO, you create sales. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you give you you know you're giving away free tickets here and there, right? But actually, you're generating an extra thousand, two thousand people turning up because of it. Because people want to be part of a full house at Loftus Road, right? We all do. With an anthem when we walk out. It's the same with the away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brad's views, not the pods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was yesterday's news. Today's fish and chip paper. That anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Attendances have been great, aren't they? Really, really good. Quickly, there, lads. Quick, quick um, prediction for Saturday. Call cool, my. I'm going to go two-one Leicester. I don't know why I'm so negative. I just want to be positive, but I think we're going to lose. I'm going to go hard for 1-1. One, one. Oh, Duncan's gone positive. It's the positive every week now. <laughs> what have they put in those antibiotics? <laughs> I don't know, mate. But I'm mixing a few things. It's all good. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going 2-0 loss. Unfortunately, we're playing the best best team in the league. Like, you got, I'm just going to keep the ball all the time. You've got no chance here, Ben. Say nah, anything positive. This is going to be about 5-6-0. No way. Nah. Do you know what? Like the Rotherham game, like I was just saying, me and Doug were watching it and I, I was in his ear the whole time going, 
this is what I predicted. I knew this would happen. One nil, buddy. They'll just sit back and oh, this is we won't be able to break them down. It's so predictable. And and then, yeah, obviously that did. We we managed to get around. But I'm still going to go two 0 Leicester. No how bad is that? No one's done a one. There's four a win. Sorry, there's four of us on there. Not one of us done a win. Yeah, we're playing top of the league, mate. Probably, arguably, one of the best teams to be in the championship. But I, that's where I think it helps us a little bit because we always up it against the better teams. We always like we seem to struggle. Like we struggled against Rotherham to start off with. Like we always there's almost like there's that bit more freedom when we play a team we're not necessarily expecting to beat. And I feel that that suits us as a team. So that's why I'm going for the draw. I think we'll be solid enough and I think we'll sneak it somehow. 1-1. One, one. Head it here first. Cool. All right, lads. Well, thanks for joining Thanks for joining us on the pod and everyone, thanks for listening. And um, you ours. You ours. You ours. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.